We're back. The Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces, sports, e-games, cannabis, you know, those hustles that we that we all have without the bullshit, of course, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. But we're three brothers, it's various shades all, of brown. All types are wrong, man. Bringing you, <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups, mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. And the kids in the background. <laughs> Social distancing at its best. We're recording live on our screen. Uh, we I gave a recommendation for the whiskey of the week earlier this week, so everyone went out and rushed and got a a, a bottle of Blantons. Until so we're until yeah. until, so, until they start shipping it to us to sponsor us, yeah, we gotta keep on buying it. Keep on buying, it, keep on buying. It. The guy at the liquor store was like, "Hey, hey, man, uh, you keep buying all these different whiskeys. What's going on?" I was like, "Man, I got kids. I gotta keep this." He's <laughs> like, "Clyde, right?" Yeah, right. But check out, but check out my podcast. <laughs> exactly. I've been telling everybody. Yeah, we whiskeyhue.com. Yeah, man, I think we're the number one podcast in America right now. <laughs> <laughs> everyone else, everyone else is saying it. Why can't we? <laughs> right, right, right. That's why we're going to be talking about you know the tech, venture, business, and culture today. And you know, right now it's it's a lot going on. Uh, recently announced five more, five point six more mil- million people lost their jobs. Yeah, you know, the, but the market was up. It was at all time high uh, for. <laughs> For, makes perfect uh, sense. For, for perfect week, right? <laughs> makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes to show. <laughs> Before we jump in, all this, should we just see what's up? See what's, what we've been up to, though? Like, yeah, what's going go. on? We got to check in. Let, let yeah. the people know. All right. Yeah. You, oh, you want me to? Okay. Um, uh, what was different with us? Uh, Sunday, man. First time I went into the city in a while. It was like last Sunday. Oh, wow. Took a drive. Didn't get off. Didn't get Didn't get out. I just miss it. It's five, four weeks, five weeks since we've been in the city. I'm like, oh, I miss it. I mean, I see it every day out on my run. <laughs> so I'm like, it was just nice to get out there and touch it, Michael Jackson style. Human nature. Don't get all weird on me. Don't get all weird on me. But um, my wife gets to go in, but I missed it. So it felt good to just reach out and touch it, man. Okay. Wanted to make sure everything was still like you left it. Yeah, no yeah. traffic, man. Just buzzing around, man. It was great. Didn't get out of the car though. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> no, I've been, I've been, you know, I take a little drive every now and then. I went to Target again. Nice. Uh, <laughs> tried, tried to go to Costco, and the line was wrapped around the business. Uh-huh. I said, yeah. I said, I guess we don't need anything from there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, they checked out Instacart, and they gave me an order for two weeks down the line. So I said, you know, guys. <laughs> We're gonna use this paper towel accordingly, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna last in two more weeks. <laughs> Just hang, hang it on the shower rack, dry it. <laughs> Got to yeah, stress well, that puppy. Yeah, <laughs> well, life slowed up, man. Just for taking it real easy. Yeah, man. This is I, I, I hey, as a as a guy here with no kids, I'm uh, living it up, I guess. Compared, to- listen, my my. My, listen, my weeks consume of like me disciplining myself to wake up at a certain time <laughs> to work out, get my 30, 40 minutes of working out. Good for and, you, man. And then, you know, walk to get coffee, shower, <laughs> watch Bloomberg, get some work done, send emails out, you know, you know, see what the hell is going on and, and, and then really wonder what the hell is going on with the market when the market goes up and you're like, wow, there's more people getting laid off. This makes no sense. <laughs> 
but (laughs) but then and then you get dc down there trump saying oh market's doing you know years of market's doing great but wages are static it's it it's it's mind-blowing to people who are economists or financial people who really understand the 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 structure of how this country really works but whatever either way i'm taking my rides like like a little <laughs> <in the> city. Exactly. <laughs> I got I got this one I got this one uh, place I go to get my you know a, a great burrito in the Lower East Side, and that's what I do. Oh, oh good for I, you, man! I travel all the way for a damn burrito. Okay. So, <laughs> so you so you guys are eating out then? Because we haven't we decided not to eat out. We've been cooking everything, so you just know, to be safe. Just to be chicken, safe. Chicken nuggets, you know, <laughs> gourmet chicken nuggets. But yeah. <laughs> no, man. Once a week, once a week, I go go out to yeah. eat. You know, it only take one time to get the coronavirus, though. Once a week. There, there we go. We're back. We're back. Yeah. So, you know, we've been thinking about the markets and how everything is going into play. Uh, I touched on earlier how jobs are being lost and markets are hitting, you know, weekly highs, best weeks ever. So, you know, we wanted to spend some time on the Whiskey Huge. So I was just talking about the markets overall and, you know, kind of what we see, kind of continue the conversation from the last episode of continuing what we see, how we uh, how we think the market versus the economy, kind of have that uh, conversation and just di- kind of dive deep into to that from our perspective from the black and brown community. Um, so, you know, for me, myself, I think it's it's one where uh, <laughs> I think about that Dave Chappelle episode where everyone got their uh, reparations. <laughs> so you know everyone's getting their stimulus stimulus checks right so the economy is going to be pumping been pumped up for a little bit um and, and certain markets um and i think that you know there's going to be some some rise in companies who can figure out ways to get it right but overall i think we're all in trouble um yeah. at least for the next two to three quarters until 2021 really Fingers crossed on that, man. Now, yeah, so uh, right now there's like, should we set it up like this? So there's like uh, five, I think we should hit on like five areas today. If we okay, can. man. Listen, listen, I think, I think this is the full show today. Give no. us, some, give us some structure. You know, cause I would love for, cause I feel like, you know, us three, we have a pretty good sense of the markets and you guys have a lot more about sales and business than I ever could. And I feel like we have a responsibility to our listeners, the number one podcast in the world, right? So <laughs> uh, what's happening among this chaos, right? Cause if us three can play some part in providing some information to help people get through this extremely chaotic time, let's, let's, let's go for it and hopefully give you all some nuggets to get through yep. this. Right. So Let's go. Let's try to hit five. Let's see what we get to five. T- let's break into five areas. So number one, the two superpowers in the world now. Number two, let's try to get into socialism. I know we don't want to talk about it, but be about it because that's where America's at right now. <laughs> number three, let's get into U.S. economy. Let's touch on the stock market versus the economy. They're they're not the same. And examples why the stock market aren't, is not the economy. And the economy is the is the big baby, the big brother in the world. And the stock market is just a part. So I think if you set it up that way, right? So right now, two countries that matter in the world. Can you guess who they are? Uh, China. <laughs> We're one of them, and you got the other one. So, uh... <laughs> so yeah, you New York and China. Yeah, New York and, New York and China. <laughs> exactly right. So we're not purely capitalist, and they're not purely communist. Right, we should just get that out there. And there are very both the economies are various mixes of socialism that trickle into both of them. So mm. let's discuss how. Right. So socialism, what's happening today? 
Essentially, the Fed Reserve and the U.S. government has told corporate America and the stock market there is unlimited money to bail you cats out. You'll get funding. This is the main reason the stock market has had pockets of rising in the last few weeks. We were just talk, talking about that, right? Um, so a bear market, as it relates to this particular uh, – we're going to talk about the stock market. Bear markets can mean any market, but we're it's just strictly relating to the stock market for this conversation. Simply, it's when the market falls 20% from the recent highs, right? Market so, did that. So like you know, like Chicago Bears, the team is just not so good. <laughs> this coming from the Lions fan. 57, <laughs> baby, 1957. That's your last championship. Let's not do this, man. <laughs> so market did that, right? Bull yeah. market. I love how these are all Chicago names, though. Bull market is a rise stock, you know, the stock market of 20% from recent lows, right? So right now we've had both of those within a matter of weeks. And that's not healthy, right? So that's the stock market behaving irrationally. Uh, but that's not the economy. It's not plugged to it. So right now, the companies that re- represent the stock market, they're assured by the government, the Fed, hey, you're fine. Grants, loans will be given. Bonds will be purchased, purchased regardless of high to low junk quality. And, you know, we're going to take care of you. That's pure socialism, right? Yep. I'm not knocking it. I'm just telling you what it is, right? So it's corporate socialism. And this is a Republican administration doing this. And, not, and we're not getting political. But here's the thing. I'm not a Bernie Sanders guy either. Right. And he's pure left, just jumped out of the race. But he wants this same scenario for individuals. So not at the corporate level, but at, you know, the 330 million. We are America level, the people of America. Right. So my people like myself included, I'll be the first to admit we can't do that kind of shit. Right. I mean, I was never on on his boat. I was never on the Bernie Sanders boat because it leans too far socialism for Americans to bite at. But guess what? We're doing it anyway. At the corporate level. So it's kind of interesting. So the current administration is doing exactly this. It's at a far costlier version of the at a corporate level. Um, So what are we learning here? It's pretty seamless to issue trillions of dollars of debt. Apparently, it doesn't matter at all. Right. It's no big deal. So like people like AOC should jump. You know, she's more concerned with like putting memes out on Twitter than actually fighting the fight anymore. (laughs) She was a big she was a big Bernie person. Right. They've got a platform, man. This is a layup. This is like, you know, LeBron to Anthony Davis layup. Boom. You got this. Get out there and just talk about it now, because this is where you can if this is your angle. This is your Alexander Hamilton. You only get one shot right now. moment. (laughs) So they should draw the comparison. So, I'm, you know, I'm not on either sides of these fences. But how does this look on the other side of this? Right. Um, we're not, us three aren't trying to do like a gloom and doom scenario, but, and not being alarmist, but you should all be equipped with the ebb and flow of how this is. The consumer is going to be broke for a while, right? Uh, The stimulus packages, they'll sustain people for a little bit, but much more will be needed, right? We're going to be taxed up the wazoo on the back end of this to get us, once we're back to normal, think at the fed level, state level, municipalities, Cops will be out there slinging speeding tickets like Drake at a strip club, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> with, his, with his cash gun. So cops and strippers win is the moral. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, you know, so that's, that's what's going to happen because right now cops, no one's driving. No one's, you know, breaking any laws really. So there, there's not much happening as far as movement. You go up to the Fed level, they're issuing all this money uh, as paper money, but they're going to have to recoup that at some point. So when we're healthy again, maybe next year, 18 months from now, whatever it is, two years from now, usually takes 18 months to two years, two years to two and a half years sometimes to get out of this, to get back right again. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's what it's going to take us. So this is big, right? So U S brought the world down in the financial crisis. That was us, our bad, <laughs> you know, <laughs> China got us this time. That's, you know, just to put it straight and narrow, right. Uh, it got us in, this is a bigger play because we can't even stimulate the economy without, we can't get back in the economy. 
So United States, as we talked about, has a mixed economy. Features that flirt with both capitalism and socialism, right? So that means, you know, pure capitalism would be like what Hong Kong or Singapore and New Zealand are like, where it's just, you know, pure supply and demand is dictated by private individuals and corporations. And, but they have less than 8 million people in either one of those, any of those three. The U.S. is 330 million, right? So yep. we, we need some more protection there. Um, any thoughts you have on that? Like just to weigh in? Which part? We're screwed. <laughs> we're screwed. Basically, what you're saying is we're screwed. Well, it's, you know, the writing's on the wall, right? Like you, we see the writing's on the wall. You had, you know, this is what Friday the 17th of yeah. April, right? Cantor Fitzgerald mentioned that they're laying off people. Right, you're talking to a, a, a you know a small a, you know small investment bank, but they're getting ahead of the curve, right? And you see the ripple effects. Companies are borrowing again, different kind of terms. Um, you know, it's we know it's coming. This has to, and then you, to your point, you know, this money has to get paid back somehow. Yeah, and 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 no matter what tax cuts that happened, was that two years ago now from the administration? Yep. You know, yep. that's going to disappear because this money has to, <laughs> someone has to pay for this somehow. And it's going to take years for this to get paid, uh, for, for it to get paid back. States are in the hole. New York says, already says they're, they, New York and New Jersey are in trouble right now from, yeah. a, from a financial side of it. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, we were, before we got online, I, you know, I mentioned, I was like, yeah, I don't think things are going to get back to any, any order until like end of the summer. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. And maybe even longer, you know, it's so like they're talking about schools, even fall potentially. So forget about this year, fall, maybe being delayed or whatever. We don't know. So that's, well, let's not be gloom and doom. Uh, I, I'm, the one, I, I'm the one adding it. I'm the one who's doing it. Right. So I don't mean to. It is what it is. <laughs> but here's the thing. So what we got to do is write it. Right. Cause this is, this is an economy. This is what happens in an economy. So an economy has ebbs and flows, right? Peaks and valleys, baby. Yep. So there's four parts to it, right? Personal consumption, business investment, government spending, and, you know, our net export. So that's what makes up a true absolute economy. And where are we at in all of this, right? So, you know, the reason I say that we're somewhat socialist, even before this whole thing happened and they started issuing like trillions of dollars of, you know, money to anyone and everyone, um, education, you know, the course, roads, hospital care, postal delivery, that's all kind of subsidized agriculture, oil companies, Financial services companies, a lot of them are subsidized by the government already. So we've already been had this mixed economy for quite some time. Utility firms, right? Um, you have to get licenses, real estate licenses to practice and do anything. Financial types of, you know, um, financial advisors have to get licenses. None of us are financial advisors, but you have to get licenses to be in yep. that space. So that's all regulated, right? So the FDA, FTC, you know, Fair labor rights, you know, these are all regulatory agencies that kind of bend into that socialist play. That means the mix of government and private. Um, okay, let's get into the real stuff, right? The good stuff, the stocks, stock market versus the economy. Yep. So they're influenced by one another, but they're not the same. You about to say something, Clyde? No, no, no go ahead. Let's okay. So here, you know, and I'm, I want to share this really good analogy. It's not mine. It's Josh Brown, co-founder of Results Wealth Management. He's on CNBC, but he put it that this is the best I've ever heard. All right, there's a man a leash and a dog, right? The man, the man has the leash on a dog and they're walking across a park. They start at the same place and they're going to end up at the same place. But the man walks in a fairly consistent, predictable pattern, depending on the circumstances he, he's navigating around, but he mostly moves forward, right? He's the economy. 
The uh, dog runs all over the place, runs left, runs right, backwards, forwards, zigzags. He's the stock market. He, she, whatever, right? So the man is the economy. The dog is a stock market. So Jerome Powell, he's the head of the Fed right now. People want to, him to react to the dog walking, the stock market, from our analogy, right? But his real job is to fake, you know, focus on the man, the economy. And so Fed is in control of monetary policy, which is money supply, which we're seeing a lot of right now. Congress, which is the government, is in, is in charge of fiscal policy, the spending of money. So those are two separations right there. So the stock market is forward looking and the economy is right now. Does that kind of make sense? Like, yeah, way, am, no. I throwing, am I messing his analogy up? Because <laughs> he did it so good. <laughs> No, it sounds good. Yeah, so the stock market, you know, it's up 30% from its recent decline. Why? Because of this, this bullshit's all artificially propped up, right? Yep. So we saw that. So what happens? Um, I could, let's give some other analysis. We, we could do this. Let's let's do the stock market, you know, indicates where the economy is going sometimes, right? Not always. So that's what this is another separation of church and state, let's say, uh, between these two. We can throw on three really quick instances, right? So I've lived through a couple of these myself. So one of them, 1987, October Black Monday, 23% crash in one day. Yeah. Right? This one during Reagan years, right? After a long running rally, rally, this began in Asia, picked up steam in London, and then hit New York City on October, whatever that was, 19th or 29th, something like that. Stock market crashed, but the economy didn't even notice. During the Reagan years, kept all indicators kept, remained solid, kept propping up. So that was during a pretty much healthy, steady market from 1982 to 2000, right? Dot-com bubble of 2000. So that's one case stock and stock market and economy didn't follow each other. This next one, they do. The dot-com bubble, we all lived through that. So that's when I was, I wasn't really, I had no money to trade at that time, I'll be honest. <laughs> I had some in 2008 and I have some now. So now I'm, these are the second one I'm kind of living through that I got to actually play, so play with. But the dot-com bubble, you know, it was in the middle of, 1982, 2000, you know, it happened in 2000, incredibly robust economy, stock market was flying outside of 1987 that we mentioned. It was flying up, yep. ticking upward. Um, but then it fell off, driven by, but then stock market got pretty heated, driven by the tech tech sector, and it just fell off one day, right? And then it just mm -hmm. kept falling off, right? And eventually it bled into all the other sectors, brought the whole shit down, crashing down. So within a year, right, of that happening, uh, we, were, we were deep in a recession, right? And that lasted for a while, as we know, like then so I think 2003, 2004 started picking up until 2007, yeah. 8, then that whole, the next financial crisis hit. December 2018, this is the last one we'll give, right? So we had 3% GDP almost, 3.8% unemployment. 3 million jobs added, pretty healthy market. Then all of a sudden, 2018, December, boom, stock market falls off 5%. We talked about this on previous podcasts. So what the hell happened, right? Economy still did well through 2019. So they're just, these are periodic things. And I'll tell you what a lot of this a lot of this is, right? Um, and we could probably even dig into what's happening with Netflix today, Tesla a few weeks, almost like, I guess, five, six weeks ago now, and what is happening again. There's folks like us, we trade in our personal portfolios. We fall into that category of retail investing, right? We're not going to be, we're less than 30% of the overall volume. Yep. We buy stocks OT over the counter. Let's, let's put it that way. Um, day to day, the stock market is manipulated, though, legally, but it's manipulated by institutional fund traders, hedge funds, mutual funds, retirement funds, all these fund guys, you know what they're doing is they, they're basically, they have a very short call. They have to return money. They get they, all these funds. They have a short-term focus. They pool money from different investors, whether it's individuals, wealthy individuals, or just large corporations. Pension. And, yep. All of that. Yep, exactly. And then they're trying to make returns on those because they promise a return and a year, whatever it is, right? They're some, a certain percentage return. They usually don't hit it. <laughs> but what they do to make create markets 
is um and this is just one way and there's so many unique ways to do this right so what they'll do is they'll drive prices up what do they do they buy call options which which means basically it's a certain stock is going to go up that's what they they buy a contract on the you know pennies on the dollar that hey at certain x amount date this stock price particular stock is going to be at this price point they'll buy that and then they'll buy the actual stock drive the price up and they'll buy like tons of it buy it up and then once the, they, once the price is up there what they'll do is on the way ba- way down they'll buy put options which is a, a contract to sell yeah and then that then and then they'll start selling their stock so they win all the way up and down that ride that's what they do. That's what I guarantee. Well, I can't guarantee it, but I'm pretty sure that's what's happening with Netflix right now. Netflix doesn't need to jump 100 points, 100 bips, right, in a week. We knew five weeks ago that Netflix was going to win, but was it going to win at this price point? I mean, you know, it, it makes no sense. I think I think there's some arbitrary trading going on like that. I think there's some fun cats driving it up. I think this happened with Tesla a while back too. We talked about this in one of our early pods. So I think that's what it is. So if you're a retail investor – Trying to play the timing, stay away from the market. It's rigged. Yeah. Right. You can't I mean, play it. Yeah. Go ahead. Because you talked about options, and I'll reference something that I read about recently was uh, Bill Ackman's big flip, where he put $25 million into the market, went on CNBC and said the world was crashing, <laughs> had, had every every eardrum listening from, from network to network, and then he eventually made the market crash. What was it? I think around 20%. And then he ended up profiting two points. What was it? Two point six billion. Like two and a half billion, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Two point, it was two point six billion on the short that he made, uh, based off a twenty five million dollar bet. So those those kind of things are. It kind of goes to what you were saying around kind of, you know, driving the market, driving the economy, and making shorts and being rigged. And it's perfectly legal what he did, right? You can't. Yeah. You can't. So people who are playing at the level. So then you would say, well, why isn't everyone a billionaire? Because all these cats are doing it. So then they're each trying to catch their clip and they follow suit and they'll create their own markets and then they'll each try to catch the clip. So their margin spreads wherever they got in, said they're going to get in or whatever. And when they get out is where they make their money. So yeah. not everyone's making the same amount. Now, here's the thing. I'm saying that, but I'm also I'm playing some of this volatility. So I'll earmark, you know, like I'll I'll stay in my core positions. I'm not selling anything when it's dipping down. But then, like we discussed this last time, I'll buy some things that I think are good quality stocks and they're going to ride up. I know it's all going to crash. I mean, here's the thing. You're what trying to time is, it. What's that? You're trying to time it. Yeah, but here's the thing. So, and that's not a good idea for most people, right? <laughs> Even for me, I'm going to lose on some of it, but hopefully, I win on eighty percent of it and lose hard on twenty, and that you know I got I got a nice gain there of sixty percent. Let's let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope. But what's going to happen? So look, let's look at the economy right now. The so we have three months that nothing knows nothing's being well. Very minuscule amount is being manufactured right now. There's you know supply and demand are getting their asses kicked. And when you open up three months from now, it's going to have to be rolling. Because here's the thing. We've brought the peak level of this coronavirus down. Let's just use New York City as a case. We brought it down. That's because we're all hanging out at home. Once we get back out, the, back out into the markets, it, it's going to start spreading again. It could be like the Spanish flu from 100 years ago. There was like That happened over three waves. People thought, oh, I'm good. we're good. Let's get back out. And boom, they got it again. And then they got, then it happened again. Boom, it hit it again. All those deaths occurred over three different waves of it over like a year, oh. year and a half. So I'm assuming this could be similar. Um, so that, that I don't think this is going to be drastically better anytime. So you can pump all the money you want from the Fed side or whatever you want to do, but we still have to prop. You still need to get people back to work, be productive, and add to the you know the GDP and all that stuff. So I'm talking for a while. Go ahead if you want to say something. <laughs> no, I mean you're just dropping that knowledge on this, and it's one of those things where 
you know, we have to take into consideration because uh, everyone's playing the market, right? Like you said, the economy is going to catch up eventually. And I think, and at least from my point of view, I think the economy is going to be screwed, screwed for for a while. So, yeah. Um, well, I, yeah. I for, from, from my perspective, I think, you know, if you're the average Joe, as they like, people like to claim the, claim that title, I think you need to be really cautious with your cash right now, right? Like yeah. you, just because stocks are, have dropped, right? It's just because, uh, you know, you see an opportunity there, you had to be really positioned or comfortable with that money disappearing on you, right? And there, there's that chance where you, you, you know, some people say, oh, what about the travel industry? I'm like, yeah, the travel industry might come back. Who knows how long that's going to really take? You know, yeah. and, and, you know, or, you know, people talked about Netflix and, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I, I have no strong understanding, I, the strongest of understanding like you do with it. But I, I, I caution people with their cash right now, especially with this like the likelihood that regardless of when people think they're going to open them, open the economy back up between New York, New Jersey, you know, California, right? How that's going to really look. I think the stores, the brick and mortar stores, we're going to see a, 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 a ugly scene over the next couple months with those guys. Yeah. Um, it, it, it might even be like, so let's say there's a uh, hundred employees in a company. It might be saying, Hey, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this week, you 50 come Tuesday, Thursday, the other 50. And then next week, that's what they may do that. They might do like the rolling thing. Wait, supposed to. That, how much is that going to cost? Because every time someone comes in, now you got to sanitize the entire office. Oh, I agree. I mean, cost are going on. Like, like Target's a perfect example, right? They're selling up the wazoo. Let's just pick them. But they're spending an extra three hundred million to sanitize shit. They're cleaning it. They're keeping it clean, uh, you know. So, but they're but they're spending an extra three hundred million. So they're in the margins, even though they're getting so much more in sales. It's pretty razor thin. It's not like much more incrementally than a, a typical year, right? Uh, so, so we talked about it: personal consumption and business investment, government spending. These are all parts of the economy. Government spending is happening at a big clip. So they're trying to compensate for all the personal consumption and the business investment that's not happening. And how long can you run that? Government can't just keep print. Well, apparently it can keep printing, but we have to at some point recoup that. And that's going to be on the flip side of this when we're healthy, when you get taxed like a mo phone. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be rough, man. So I want our cats. I would love. So you get these three months that they're, they're buying you two, three months. So they're talking all the rent, you know, landlords yep. can't kick you out and all that. They're probably going to have to initiate another three months. So once you get these, whoever, us three aren't going to get these stimulus checks, right? But other people are, but that's good. If you get those, don't blow it. Don't go up to like StockX right out, right off the bat, right? <laughs> Save some of it, man. That's what I want. Like, look, man, this whole Jordan special is coming out soon. I want to get, I've been looking at his Velcro strap Jordan ones. I can afford them, but I've been holding off, man. <laughs> you know, so, Buy Nike instead. <laughs> it, it, it becomes it becomes a situation where you you know you buy but don't overbuy. Even when you comes down to your natural products that you your day to day products that you need in your in your house. Like I'm not saying you don't buy two two bags or two rolls of uh, toilet paper and paper towels. You know, those, please do, please do. By the way, <laughs> you, you buy you know the excessive amount of chicken and, and, and <laughs> all right. I don't know. I don't. I, I, again, I'm talking. You talking to the guy who has no kids. So yeah, I yeah. I don't know what it is that you need to stock up for, but you do have to pay, plan for a rainy day. But I do I agree with you. you do have to that. Oh, what, I, what, what I will say this and kind of close it out where you know kind of not saying that I'm a you know the richest man in the world, but I did notice that Warren Buffett is still very quiet. So as long as he's still quiet, I think that we still have some room to improve. 
because I think once he comes out, kind of the bottom will be hit, and that's where he get, that's where he takes advantage of all the deals out there in play. So he's even selling off some shit at a loss, which is rare for him. He's selling off some of the airlines at a yeah, loss. Yeah, because he wants to free up cash. Free up cash. Knows it's going to get lower, and he'll swoop in and buy it uh, at pennies on the dollar later on. I mean, you think about companies like Delta, who yep. just cut their capacity ninety percent. Garbage. Uh, 90... <laughs> I had to. No free flights for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, but, but basically, they're, they're going to be. They're going to be. Somebody's going to win in the airspace. So if you're able to pick correctly, um, you know, five, ten years from now, you know, that investment in one of these airlines is going to pay off. But you have to be able to pick correctly. One thing I want to mention to our listeners, because we're all smart and savvy, number one podcast in the world. So, <laughs> no, so, here's the thing. <laughs> so, so the, from the West, right? Western cultures, we're typically a consumption economy, consumption-based economy. So U.S. is definitely consumption-based, right? Asian cultures are more saving, and now they're kind of a mix. Now they're becoming more consumption-based. We – we should have 12, you know, you always hear about having six months of whatever your chart, your, your That's rent not. charges, whatever it is, whatever it is that you need for six months to live, have that. We should have more like 12 to 14, if not even more. And then if you have extra cash beyond that play, if you want, but cautiously, but I, I, you know, other company, other countries, they like two years or three years sometimes. Well, this country is a paycheck to paycheck country right now. Yeah. Right? And, and like they say, Wages have been stagnant, like the political terminology, right? Right. It, it, we get into our DC mode, right? Saying, you know, like I say, stocks and markets ticking up, but wages have been stagnant overall, yeah. right? You know, it depend if you start chopping up the demographics of everything, of course, it, it, it varies. But if we see it when you start seeing reports all over the country where how people are online for hours trying to get food at food banks. So yeah. it's clear. That we are very, we're very much a living a paycheck to paycheck uh, country, the majority of the country, uh, yeah. unfortunately, um, and it's a and it's an ugly sight. And and I don't, again, not an economist, but to your point of when we started earlier about the socialist, our capitalist and slash socialist economy that we have here, something's going to have to give eventually. You know, they always oh, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, man. Go ahead. Uh, one thing they always say is like the rich get richer and the poor get poor. This is exactly how it happens. So right now, who are the cats with all the money? They're going to pounce on opportunity. They're going to see opportunity. Things are deflated price points, right? So let's like let's go to corporate level. You know, tech companies are usually going to drive us out of this because they have a ton of cash on hand. Yeah. I guarantee Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, all these cats are going to be making a ton of acquisitions at these depressed price points on companies devalue because these cats are going to be as we talked about we work last time or whatever they're going to be there's gonna be a heavy draw for cash that they're going to need it so they're going to they're going to sell off at a discount (laughs) so these and then down to us if you're in a lower income bracket right now it's a struggle and a lot of companies let's go and then we'll go to the corporate level like a jc penny i'll put like they're the lower income of corporate level right (laughs) they're going to fall off there's no way that company survives well i mean i can't predict the future but hey well, I don't the, see it happening. The, re, the retail space is a whole different. It's a mess, man. So, so I mean, I've had discussions with a whole bunch of you know different people. There's retail, and then there's the apparel side, right? And you know, the retailers are going are getting hit, right? It, you know, the mixed base. I don't know how you categorize Target, Walmart, those guys. I forgot what they're technically categorized as. What a mix? They're a mixed use kind of uh, yeah. Mixed retail, something yeah, like that. Macy's and, and, and the JC Pennies of the world, geez, they're getting destroyed. Yeah. Um, and 
I, I don't even know. But if you're a direct apparel company, I don't know how you know how that plays out too. When your base might not have money to spend on your product. Yep. Yep. And this may be like 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 yeah, perfect point. Like Nike is a good example of that. Well, they're rolling out. They're still they're still doing well. They released earnings. Earnings are going to start coming out now, and you're going to see it. And they're not going to put out guidance. So expect the stock market to dip again as a reflection of that. So people, and then you'd always be manipulated and all that. So uh, Starbucks. They should be a company that we should with their U.S. based company, but they're they have tons of stores in China. So their CEO came out the other day and said we might start doing in America what we did there, opening stores on a rollout basis. So I think I think sixty yep. percent of their stores here, you can the drive through. The one right by us is like there's three in one mile right by us, and the one the one that's a drive through it literally bleeds out into River Road like that. You know my, the road right here, it, all the way around a Walgreens, boom into the road. It's it's stupid actually, but it's just backed up. There's forty cars in line. You know, they want an outing, they want some food. <laughs> so, 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 thanks for all the gems that you just departed on us. Uh, we were definitely uh, uh, BJ, BJ Armstrong and Craig Hodges uh, this episode <laughs> while you were MJ holding it down. Uh, <laughs> oh, my man. <laughs> while you're holding it down. Uh, I will say that, uh, um, you know, we, we've been drinking on this Blanton's. It's been very tasty. Um, I think I was doing more drinking than talking this episode, but it, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. I will say it, it has some very good notes in it. Uh, for myself, I always like the sweet, sweet whiskeys. Uh, a little vanilla, a little some bit of sweet uh, girl. That's <laughs> <laughs> play, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> so sweet. Uh, I try, I try. <laughs> oh man, uh, oh. some some good notes. Uh, but you know, definitely smooth. Definitely worth for checking it out. Cool. I'm glad back. you brought this one up, man, because we we introduced the bourbon last week or Basil Hayden, I think, in Cla- yeah, uh, yeah, Anthony, yeah. and yeah. I, a friend of mine recommended that. It's, that's been great. I like bourbons. I'm getting into bourbons now. Usually, you know, they have a little bit more bite than it's it's American brew. Put some hair on your chest, like we talk about, but it's it's nice. I like it. Smooth, smooth, nice, sweet notes. You're right. All right. Hey, what's so, your take? Uh, I don't don't ask me today because I. <laughs> I saw it's we 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 had to let the listeners know for effort. We had to record earlier in the day, but we had to push back, and I started drinking earlier. So <laughs> the, let, me just, I, let me tell you I, what he's drinking. I've right. lost, lost the taste in my. <laughs> so he's got a scotch. He's got wine. I think he has some coffee in there too. He's got like four different things. He keeps pulling up to the mic <laughs> to the camera. I'm like, this dude is lit up. <laughs> when I drink, I'll drink three things. I drink, I drink water, coffee. And liquor. That's it. All, all at the same time. <laughs> no, I, the same here, though. I don't drink juices. I don't drink soda. I call it pop because I'm from the Midwest. But, you know. <laughs> but I don't drink. Yeah, that's all I drink, too. The, the trifecta. That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I need, man. Trifecta. So, uh, so, yeah. So, you know, we're going to close this episode out uh, specifically with what uh, shit you should know. Boom. Well, who wants to kick it off? Not him. Thank you. <laughs> Glad you want to get in. Uh, I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off. Okay. I want to uh, recommend Black as Fuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Oh, you've talked about this. It's run by females, right? No, 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 no. This is a Netflix uh, episode by the creator of Blackish. Huh? So, so it's it's off the network, so she can say what she wants. He wants to say he can no, say what he wants. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I got you. What he wants. So I recommend checking it out. It's going to be hilarious. If you if you're a fan of Blackish like I am, this is like the unedited raw version of. of Who's uh, in it? Who, say, not the same cast. Who's in it? 
Uh, it's actually the founder, or not the founder, but the director, uh, Kenya Barris. Uh, okay. oh, yeah. he, he's he's actually in it, and then um, uh, Rashida Jones, she's in it as well. Uh oh, uh oh. So uh, <laughs> I definitely, it comes out on Netflix April seventeenth, which is actually today. So get ready to binge that. I think it's gonna be hilarious in this time oh. where uh, we need we all need to laugh. I think this is perfect for us. So. Uh, check out Black, it's called Black AF Netflix. Okay. Uh, but, you know, we all know what AF means, black as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I recommend that shit you should know to be able to check out. Not on ABC. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. Um, okay, cool. I'll, I'm going to give you two little nuggets. So Kevin Systrom, right? Co-founder. Uh, yeah. He's a big, big data guy. Co-founder of Instagram. You know, made it one and a half billion net worth, whatever it is. Uh, he runs Systrom.com. It was made because he left, you know, he and the co-founder, Mike, what I think his name is, uh, they left Instagram about a year, year and a half ago. And they've been working on their showcasing other projects and interests, right? So right now, he's been, since he's a big data guy, likes to put data in and model it out. He's been talking about on his website, system.com, you can go on there and data inputs about the COVID-19 pandemic. And he report, he's doing his reporting on it and modeling the various outcomes if he put in certain triggers. It's a public service and it's, it's actually kind of dope. Second one, you know what I'm going to say. The oh, second one. Well, my what well, my content play is. <laughs> What's up, bitches? <laughs> Michael Jordan, The Last Dance, releases Sunday, April 19th, right? So I'm curious to hear people's thoughts after this. Um, I'm a big fan. I grew up in the area, Northwest, and then I lived in Chicago downtown, as I mentioned before, moving here. So I'm a huge fan. He put our, our not just the city, but that state on the map, man, it seems like. I mean, besides Lincoln, you know, Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> but April 19th, it's an odd date. I wish it was, it was releasing this weekend. Come out tonight, you know, on a Friday versus Sunday. Uh, get to binge it all. Let's see. Um, so, you know, I'm curious if you, you know. To go to work on a Monday morning, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, he, you know, he came to the league. Horrible teams, like a lot of our studs. Like, you know, LeBron had to say they played with some horrible teams early on. Took players who weren't great, made them great. Scottie Pippen is a prime example. He was not great when he came in. Jordan, and everyone knows that Jordan coached him up to become what he was as the second best dude on that team. So I'm just looking forward to seeing it. He did mention this one thing. He goes, look, when people watch this, they're going to see, they're going to think I'm a horrible teammate because I used to push because of my dedication worth ethic and unboundless desire to be great he used to push his teammates to be that even if they weren't ready for it and they would fall off if they weren't you know so he said people may walk away thinking that but no one i was just doing it to win yep you know i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to seeing what everyone's uh doing. i'm you know i'm mean, eyeballing my jordan's jordan one double double high strap double strap high tops man but i keep pushing them off because i'm like i should invest with that money for the kids not for me <laughs> all right ag what's yours uh, I don't know if I have anything today outside of my usual pitch, but what I, I will say, if you're, I don't depend, I don't know every state's um, small business, early stage venture uh, organizations. I know New Jersey has a couple and, you know, the area I'm from with, with uh, Rutgers, Newark and NJIT. But if you're a small business or a startup uh, a tech guy, listen to the webinars about how to f- raise funding right now in this economy. Yeah, right. Okay. It has become it's becoming more than just how cool your idea is, ideas and how you structure your business around strong financials and the financial uh, outlook that you're planning, even in this economy. And listen to some of these guys out here who are really trying to push and help you raise funds in this uh, market. I, I wish I had all 50 states, uh, like some different organizations with all the 50 states. You know what? Maybe Google, we do something like that. Google, no, Google.com. 
This has been an episode episode of the Whiskey Hue. Check us out on thewhiskeyhue.com or all platforms. Uh, make sure you rate us, leave us a review, five stars for the number one podcast in the world, universe, what else, galaxy? There you go. <laughs> oh, on Mars. All right, fellas, it's been a good one. Talk to you soon. Peace.